Yes, of course. This way, my lord. The butler shuffled across the hall. Rafe followed before something along the edge of his vision brought him to a halt at the morning room door. A tall, voluptuous woman, draped in gauzy black silk, stood by the cold fireplace. She didn't move or greet him, but remained silent beneath the dark veil covering her face. A slow smile spread across Rafe's lips his fever in obtaining the register momentarily dampened. Despite her silence, something about her called to him, and he moved closer to the doorway. The slight tensing of her shoulders made him stop, but not turn away. Her dress, dark and wispy like smoke, swirled around her curves. She clutched a book to her chest. The leather tome obscured the full roundness of her breasts, except for the creamy tops, which were just visible beneath her black net chemisette. Good morning. He swept off his hat and dropped into a low bow, noting the few white petals scattered on the faded carpet at her feet, probably the remains of Mrs. Ross's funeral. By her own account, Mrs. Ross was a recluse, but apparently she wasn't completely devoid of friends to mourn her. And what a delightful friend this is. Rafe straightened, admiring the woman's generous measure of height. Heat flooded through him as he imagined tucking the statuesque creature into the curve of his body and brushing his lips along the bit of exposed neck, caressed by her short veil. He tapped his fingers against his thigh, sensing her height would match his perfectly. The way Cornelius once did. His hand tightened into a fist the sharp edge of betrayal cooling his ardor. He relaxed his fingers and struggled to keep smiling. Why the deuce was he thinking of Cornelia? He'd left that business in France where, with any luck, it would stay. He focused on the woman's face, trying to catch a glimpse of her features beneath the thick veil. Nothing was visible except the flush of skin and the faint red of full lips. Hopefully her features were as appealing as the hint of body beneath the close-cut French style of her dress. If the solicitor proved problematic with the register, this woman might be more obliging. If you please, my lord, the butler urged. Rafe stroked the tall woman with one last glance, reluctantly offering a parting nod before following the butler to a room near the back of the house. They reached the end of the hallway, and the butler pushed open the door to an old study, the bare, sagging shelves held up by dust. A round man with spectacles sat at a desk, reviewing stacks of yellowed papers. He stood as Rafe entered, a wide smile drawing back the jowls framing his mouth. Mr. Nettles, Lord Densmore to see you, the butler rasped. Lord Densmore, what a pleasure. A few loose threads from his cuff waved as the man motioned Rafe to the wood chair in front of the desk. Sit, please. I'm sorry, I didn't arrive when my letter said I would, but business in France delayed me. It damn near killed me, he thought. If he hadn't enjoyed a small winning streak at the tables, he'd still be stuck in the stinking place. My condolences on Mrs. Ross's passing. Yes, poor woman. 
takes her first trip outside in over twenty years, and some runaway carriage strikes her. Terrible business. The solicitor tutted as he lowered himself into his chair, the wood creaking beneath his weight. I suppose she was right to stay hidden away for so many years. It would seem so. If only the carriage had finished off the wretched blackmailer before she'd mailed the blasted letter. Then who knew whose hands the register might have fallen into? At least now there existed the chance of buying the entire rotten thing, not just the page with his late father's name on it, and the proof of his treason. Mrs. Ross wrote to me while I was in Paris, offering to sell me a certain book of hers. Yes, I know of it. Not a very interesting read. Nothing but lists of nobility and numbers next to their names. Probably accounts from the men who paid for her company in her youth. According to the butler, she was...